At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. All right, you're listening to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. My name is Walt, and I am joined by Chase Dude. It's starting to feel like the season's kicking off. <laughs> is it just me, or is it really feeling like we're, we're, we're doing things here? Yeah, it's getting kicked off, man. I've actually been getting out in the woods a little bit more here recently, and I'm fixing to be in the woods a whole bunch uh, this next coming month. So it's definitely getting kicked off for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I it's uh I, I just wrapped up a my first of my uh I don't know, maybe four. I think I have four rutcations planned <laughs> um this year just because of the way that uh the Florida and Georgia seasons lay, lay out, but uh man, we we spent 4 days in the 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 pine thickets and marshlands of southeast Georgia and uh it was a blast. It was hot, and then it was cool, and then the deer started moving. Hogs everywhere. Derek got his first uh, two, uh, hog, and uh, two hogs, actually. And then I got a doe on the last day, which is what the podcast coming up's about, so we're not going to talk about that. I want to give everybody an update. You've had a fairly eventful few weeks, and we haven't really talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Last week was a – probably last week was a good week for me. Um, I definitely had some – uh, buck encounters and uh, one evening I had a buck come in which it'll be kind of on a on one of our YouTube videos uh, came in hung out for like 15 minutes at uh, less than 15 yards probably uh, hit a scrape was eating some acorns and just the way I was positioned in the tree and where he was I couldn't get a shot then when he finally cleared open uh, he was kind of on my weak side so I was waiting for him just to get a little bit further out and he did, uh, but he was behind a tree. So I'm like, okay, all I need now is for him to get past this tree. And whatever, for whatever reason, uh, he just threw his head up and kind of spooked off, just kind of bounded off into the woods. Uh, so it was a cool encounter. <laughs> I wasn't able to get a shot on that deer. 
which is unfortunate. I mean, he was a good buck. Uh, he was probably pushing around that 100-inch mark uh, here for Florida. Nice eight-point. Uh, and that was kind of, and that was just on a uh, kind of random setup. Found some sign. Uh, there was some acorns dropping. I saw some scrapes, some fresh rubs, things like that. And uh, he, he wasn't the only deer. I saw another deer that night. It was a doe, but she was off in the distance and uh, wasn't able to do anything with her. But the, that's what kind of kicked it off. Um, went out again. Uh, I had a the next time I went out, I, I had a great day. I had a ton of encounters. Um, probably saw four different bucks. Um, two of them were racked. The other two were spikes. And about six or seven does got a lot of uh, footage. And uh, actually, before I could even get the camera out, I had a buck coming in behind me. And as he was coming in behind me, there was another buck uh, that was a pretty nice eight point, just wasn't a shooter. And he, he was kind of cruising. So I grunted at him, hit him with a doe bleat. And I mean, he came, I, I wish I would have had the camera because he came to me on a string. I mean, he literally came to the tree I was sitting in <laughs> almost within within five yards. Wow. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, I, I don't have this on camera. But I ended up catching him later. He ended up actually cruising back through about two hours later uh, at about probably 45 yards. So I did get a little bit of footage of him uh, cruising, nice. cruising back through. Yeah, so that was a, that was a great day. I, and I had a doe, and I, I kept kind of contemplating if I wanted to shoot her or not because it's a real good area. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was wanting to come back to that area maybe in a week or two. And uh, I, I, I finally... I mean, she's at five yards from me for a while, <laughs> and I was messing around with the camera, just trying to get some some footage. And I'm like, you know what? I probably should just shoot her. Uh, doe season's fixing to run out here, and well, actually, it runs ran out today, uh, as a matter of fact. So no more does for me, at least until uh, the gun season, uh, the little three day period during gun season. And uh, all of a sudden, she she kind of turned, or I grabbed my bow, and then she turned and started working away, and then all of a sudden, she just look straight up in the tree I was in <laughs> and I was like what the heck and uh she didn't do much she just kind of blew real quick and then bounded off and then just slowly walked away so at least she wasn't one of those does that sat there and blew for yeah uh, five minutes stomping her feet and everything else and uh took off so I was close to having my first kill on camera <laughs> <laughs> and so and then after that I, I went to a piece of public with my buddy um we had plans uh, to hit this one area up and we hadn't been there in probably a month and a half. We scouted it about a month and a half ago. It had a lot of historical sign in it. There were mm-hmm. a good, uh, I think there were some white oaks dropping in there too at the time. So we finally decided we were going to make that trek back there. Well, before we got there, it was super flooded. Um, so we decided to turn around and we went to an area where my buddy has had some good encounters. And it was kind of one of those deals where I was like, well, I hadn't been over here. And he's like, ah, well, here, you you set up in one of these trees over here, and I'll go down 100 yards type thing, and I'll set up over here. And I'm like, okay, well, sure, we're we're over here. It was getting close to uh, where you needed to be set up if you wanted to be up by daylight. And get, in the, get set up, well, it's super foggy that morning. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to break the camera out because I know it's just going to fog up. Everything was fogging up. Even Like, he, he sends me a text. He's like, hey – is your rangefinder reading six yards for everything too? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought that was just mine because everything you would range would say six yards. I mean, it didn't matter where it was. It would just say six yards. And wow. I actually had another buddy, um, a, a friend of the podcast, Brandon Ogden, he was out there too. And he, he texted me that he missed out on a buck because his rangefinder wasn't working. 
Uh, I mean, he had kind of guessed. He's like, man, I actually guessed right once his rangefinder started working. Um, but and it was a little. It was kind of at that range, thirty-five, forty, and you kind of need mm-hmm. to know that yardage. Yeah. Um, especially shooting some of these heavier arrow setups. <laughs> so he was kind of disappointed. And so I'm sitting there, and I have this deer that's behind me at about fifty yards, and it's just. I think it had kind of spotted me in the tree and it just sat there. It wasn't blowing. It wasn't doing anything crazy. I thought it was a doe for a while and I tried to stay still, but I'm like, it just sat there for like five minutes, just staring at my direction. (laughs) So I'm like, is it staring at me? What is it staring at? So I finally get the binos out, look at it. And it was a little, uh, five point and he just stood there. Just, just was just standing there. I was like, okay, well, whatever. If you're going to let me move around and do everything Mm -hmm. to stand there, then okay, awesome. (laughs) Just stand there for me. And while I'm looking at him, uh, I was next to a swamp. I was in some pines, but it kind of was next to a swamp. And I look up, and I see this nice eight-point coming my way. Just great, uh, probably around 100-inch range, eight-point, working my way, super uh, dark antlers. I'm talking about super dark. And he he works in. He kind of hits like this little licking branch. There wasn't a scrape there. He was just kind of hitting this branch that was up probably about – he was probably about 25 yards and I'm getting set up, and I get turned around, and um, I'm just ready for him. So he finally steps out in the open about 20 yards, and uh, I drew back, shot, and I knew I hit him, but I I could tell that I'd hit him high. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I hit him pretty high. It was in the shoulder region, but it was super high, and I'm like, man, and he, he, he runs off. He probably ran like 60 yards, but it's super high, thick dog fennel in that area, and I had already lost him after like 15 yards of him running. Um, and then I couldn't hear anything. And my buddy texted me, he's like, Hey, did you just shoot? I heard, I heard something over there. I was like, yeah, I just shot. He goes, oh, okay, well I just saw the deer. Um, cause where he was at, it, it opened up once he got past all that high dog mm-hmm. fennel, I just couldn't see down into it. And my buddy's vantage point, he could. And, uh, he said that the deer had just disappeared and I was like, Oh, well maybe it just, and he would thought it had just fallen down. He's like, Oh, okay. Well maybe it just fell dead right there. Um, so we sat for a while, had some more action. I mean, it was hot in there right now. I mean, uh, my buddy shot at a buck. Uh, he ranged it with his range finder, said 40 yards, shot, missed completely, ranges it later, says 49 yards. So, I mean, whatever the fog was doing with the range finder this, those days, I, I really don't know. It, it was a weird day uh, for range finder stuff. And actually ended up seeing that buck later because he came around me uh, chasing a doe. So I saw three bucks that day. Uh, we, I got down, I was, I kept trying to look for my arrow, uh, where I shot the deer at and couldn't ever see it with binoculars or sticking in the ground or anything. I'm like, where's my arrow at? So I got down, I probably, I walked kind of the trail that he went and it had finally fallen out about 20 yards from where I had hit him at and right where the, this big high thick area of dog fennel was. And I'm like, okay, well there was blood on the arrow, but it was all on the fletching. Like it was, it was red mm-hmm. blood all on the fletching. Wasn't a lot of blood on the arrow. And, uh, so I'm like, okay. So I start walking and I'm trying to find blood and we spent a while trying to find blood. Um, we finally found it at probably about 80 yards from our shot of at, followed this blood trail for about a hundred yards. Um, never really good blood. It was, it, and it was all, it always kind of looked like, uh, muscle blood to me, but I never got any, there was never any muscle on anything. Uh, not, not on my arrow, nothing. So Weird. we, we get to this point, like about a hundred yards and then the blood just stops, like just can't figure it out. And then it goes into a swamp, another swamp area. 
And, I mean, we circled that area, circled it and circled it, and actually called Brandon in. He came out, and a buddy of his, Matt, uh, they came out, helped look for like another hour and a half um, after we had looked for a while um, trying to find more blood. We, and none of us could ever find any blood past that last spot. Um, and it didn't, it, it didn't really look like the deer was walking like he was hurt or stumbled anywhere. It just looked like he was just slowly walking off. Um, and I had told him before, I was like, Hey, I'm pretty sure it was a high shoulder shot, which normally is just, a um, the deer's going to live, be fine, uh, and, and everything right. else. Uh, so, and I had to go, I thought about calling a dog, um, to come look. Um, it was super far back and I had taken off of work for part of the day. So I had to go back into work in a few hours. So I figured, well, by the time I scramble a dog to get out here and we actually make it to the spot where it's at, um, I would have to be back at work. Um, so I went back to work. Um, my buddy hunted the next morning and then I couldn't go back out for two days cause my son was sick for two days. So I had to stay home with my son Dead after it happened. Um, but I had, my buddy went back out and hunted and he looked, um, some more and, uh, he, he never found anything. Uh, he went out, two days after that he never saw any buzzards or um just never found any any sign that the deer um had expired uh so all that to say is sounds like he he lived to see another day yeah i'm pretty sure he did because i uh the the first thing i did when i actually got back home uh well not the first thing but i came home i was with my son and then finally i'm like you know what i'm just gonna shoot my bow i'm I'm gonna see what it does at 20 yards Mm -hmm. uh and just go okay chase you just messed up you shot him high. So yeah. I get an arrow. Um, I've got a buck target in the backyard and I set up at 20 yards and about center mass. I have a line on it for my yardages. So if I want to make sure my sight tapes on, I'll aim at that line, that horizontal line, just to make sure uh, my sight tapes on. So I'm like, I'm just going to aim at that sight tape center mass. So I pull back, let one rip. And it flies over the top of the back of the uh, buck and hits like a fence behind there, explodes. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And I and my rest wasn't hadn't returned all the way back um, to um, the riser there. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And then I look at it and my rest was canted like 30 degrees or something. Like I, some, somehow it got pushed up. <laughs> And I'm like, well, that explains the high, the high miss. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't aiming high at all when I shot at that deer, uh, for sure. So, I mean, it was it was good to know that my bow was off, but it was also bad to know that my bow was off. Because <laughs> um, I was like, well, it wasn't something that I did in the shot. It was just that the – and I, I can relate it back that we had ridden some bikes back there to where we went because it was a ways back. Right. And I remember – I could, and I didn't bring my sling. I had nothing to hold my bow. So I, hold, I held my bow in my left hand the entire time uh, mm. and kind of the handlebar. And I remember at one point when we got off, we got off a couple of times um, to kind of look at some stuff. And I remember pulling my bow and at one point and I was like, oh, it's stuck. So I kind of pulled on it a little bit more. And I don't know if just the force of pulling on it stuck in the handlebar moved my rest or not because um, I didn't really have that set. And I didn't have that set screw in either. Um, I just had the one screw gotcha. that kind of goes the main, in the burger yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking that's probably what caused it. But dang man. Um, yeah. So 
I, I drew some blood, but uh, wasn't able to recover the deer, uh, it, which sucks. Um, he was a really good buck, um, especially for public land um, around here. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so that that's kind of how it's been going. I, I went out this morning and had some encounters with a few small bucks, but uh, nothing crazy. So, uh, I, I, like I said, I'm getting ready to be off for an extended period of time here. And uh, I'm hoping I can uh, get something on the ground um, during that time. Yeah, man, I, I have faith you will. And you know these things happen. Uh, it, it it sounds like it was a very similar scenario to uh, to what I did, you know, just a few weeks prior. And you know, sometimes it just is what it is. You know, it it sounds like that deer yeah. lived to see another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I felt good about it, even leaving that day, just because, like I said, just, sh- I mean, you hear all the time about high shoulder shots and that you'll find right. blood for, like, the first 100 yards or so, and then it just completely runs out, and nothing in it. I never found any, like, bubbles or any frothy blood or anything like that to maybe think that I hit any type of lung or any type of vital uh, with a deer. So, uh, I mean, I feel good that the, I mean, we have a trail camera in that area. I never had him on trail camera before. I mean, he could have just been cruising through from somewhere else. Um, so maybe we'll catch him on trail camera or something uh, in a week or two. Um, but I, I think he'll. Be, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do too, man. I hate that for you. It would have been cool for you to have this early in the game got a deer. I hate it for the deer because you know it, it did get shot. But you right. know they'll shrug it off. I bet you somebody's got a trail camera of that uh, trail camera photo of that deer running around right now. Yeah. And he could get shot again. I mean, the season's still young, so that's true. That's um, true. You're going to be back in there to do that yourself, or <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, the weird part about this public is it shut down this next week. Um, it shuts okay. down during the crossbow season for Florida. Uh, gotcha. Then it'll open up for muzzleloader. So I might get in there a day um, for muzzleloader. I might go in that area because um, we've seen some good deer in there, uh, and they're definitely chasing does, um, but. Uh, may, maybe, maybe not. Um, I'm going to be working some of my private areas, um, over the next week. And then, uh, muzzleloader starts, kicks off and, uh, same thing. I'll probably be, I'll, I'll probably go to the public a little bit and private, and then I'll be off to Iowa, uh, in two weeks. So it's fixing to be uh fixing to be a, a good time of hunting for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm excited for you. I've got a couple more weeks before I have some time off, but I got some fun quota permits between now and then. But between then and now, you'll probably have hammered a an Iowa toad, and we'll be talking about that. Um, but let's uh, let's get everybody to the episode. A couple short notes. One, if you ha- you've heard us. Mm. One, you've heard us talk about Scree Gear. Uh, we've partnered up with them to get you guys a promo code. So if you want to use the promo code CHASINGTAILS in all caps, that'll save you fifteen percent on your order. Uh, Love for you guys to uh, try out the screw gear. I put it to the work this past week, and it 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 really uh, performed well. So if you're interested in uh, using that promo code, it's there for you. And don't forget that we're doing another Patreon giveaway. I'm going to put together a video this time showing you uh, what we're giving away. We're going to do that this week. I'll have it up for you by the end of the week. And uh, we'd love to have you support the show. That money goes right into the production of the show. It goes to the fuel costs to drive to Iowa. It's it's filming gear, and we appreciate everything that you guys do. But uh, on to the show. We are here in southeast Georgia. I got Walt, Derek, John, and me, and we just finished a hunt. And we've got to do a quick recap with these boys. 
Yeah, they're about to evict us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Derek's got a hard stop, and actually we all do because we yeah. have to be out of here in like an hour or 30 minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. all of us. So, Gillers, you guys got to update us. We've been down here in southeast Georgia. The hunting has been tough. It's supposed to be the rut. I didn't see a single deer chasing. I, you did. I had I had one doe being dogged. Yep. I didn't see a deer chasing. Yeah, nothing. And Yeah, me and John, we didn't see a deer chasing. So, last night, these dudes both killed. We got pigs and deer down. And me and John drove. How far is it? How many miles do you think we covered? Oh, my in, in, God. in the dirt. Me and John, separate from to go to where you guys oh, were. Oh, to where back. we yeah. uh, it So all the way to the doe and back is yeah. two miles. Well, in the car, too. Just give me a roundabout. Oh, you mean from the inch? From where we drove to meet you guys. Oh, Jesus, dude. You're talking. What, 10 five. miles? Yeah. yeah. No, it had to be at least 10 or yeah. 12 miles. 10, yeah. 10, 12 miles, one way. Yep. <laughs> on. In, roads. <laughs> in places where there should have been deer. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my point. Yeah. Places where there should have been deer, and we did not see not one single That's deer right. yeah. cross the road. I couldn't believe it. There and back. Yeah. Well, it, so, since Wednesday night when I got here, when we drove for two and a half hours at night after dark, yeah. we didn't see a single deer. I have seen two two deer in the daylight moving. It was that was that mm-hmm. Thursday morning, mm-hmm. and then we saw one doe on the way out yep. uh, two nights ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's, understand. On, it. on Monday, I put in 20, 25 miles just on the front half of of the WMA, and didn't see one single deer. I didn't bump it. a deer well, while walking. Did you bump anything that you could go? No, that was a deer. No, I bumped one deer go, uh, coming in. Did and you? That was it. Yeah, yesterday. I mean, I no, it, no, no, no. Last night, the sign was everywhere. Two nights ago. I, yeah. I, I'm just guessing that they're. They have been, because of all the pressure that this piece has gotten, that they have just found some really inane, thick places that are just, they're they're just holding it up. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's got to be what it is. And the amount of dudes that we saw, yeah. maybe like vehicle-wise, yeah. I mean, it was incredible I mean, pressure. we were way back in the cover. We have no idea how many trucks. I bet there's a lot of trucks yesterday. Yeah. That came in. Well, while we're getting set up Saturday morning, I had four, or well, while I was getting set up at my location Saturday morning, I had four guys drive up and be like, hey, where are you going back there? <laughs> And I, I was there at like, I don't know, four thirty, five, five o'clock in the morning. And I already had four trucks roll up. And we up. had the one dude walk up on us on yeah, what night was right. that? The first night. Oh, the first night. That's Thursday right. night or whatever. Five thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah prime time. It wasn't quite five thirty, but it was. It was close like enough. it was five or, or a little after. Yeah. I mean, it was really close. Here he comes through the swamp, and I'm like, what? And we were back a mile, mile and a half. Mm-hmm. You said he came from the other and side. And he came from the other side, which we didn't think there was access there. So obviously there's the- not supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's not supposed to be access from He came from the other side. Yeah. Like no ifs ands or buts. He yeah. came from the opposite way that we thought the only access yeah. was. Um so either there's a secret honey hole that he <laughs> knows about access point that is good on him or you know maybe there was something else happening there yeah. but I guess it doesn't really matter. The point is, he came through. I'm getting jacked. I hear the footsteps coming through the swamp. I'm like, I'm like, John, dude, dude, dude. Yeah, and then I see it's a dude, and I give him the whistle. I give him a courtesy whistle, you know, and I'm going to give him a wave and, you know, go the other way kind of deal. And he looks up at me, keeps coming, and then I, hey, hey. And he says, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> you like like all grumbly, like Papa Smurf. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Or like, what was he, angry Smurf? He was like mm-hmm. that. He was like the angry Smurf. Yeah. And he walks up under the tree, and I said, hey, I got a couple of buddies up that way. Um, they're hunting the opposite way. Because I had my bikes. We had two e-bikes. And I had them on the ground, just not locked up. 
I didn't want him to go up that way and see mm-hmm. the bikes and, like, take them. So I said, hey, I got two buddies that way. And he's like, well, I guess they're going to have company. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, so anyway, so I go. We, he goes up there, and he ends up being, like, 150 yards away. And we can hear him rattling. Every five minutes. Every heard. five <laughs> minutes. Like, I'm all for rattling, like, especially now. It's in the rut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a great idea. He rattled every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I think if I could go back and do it all over again, I wouldn't have scouted any of the places that I scouted. I would have completely – like, if I had understood just how pressured that area was getting, yeah. I think I would have just looked at a map and said, where is the thickest, harshest transition line I can possibly find? I'll have, like, one shooting lane. Because when I went scouting that second to last day, I went down this this swamp bottom, and it was just, just palmettos, they, you know, head high. It was just one of those classic thickets and there was water standing water back in there. And as I'm walking down the edge, the fire break, you had to kind of like duck your head to get down and you're walking and there's scrape, scrape, scrape. And they're all freshly peed in. And this is like five o'clock in the afternoon. That's money. And then there was a trail that cut back into that swamp and it was beat down. I mean, just mud. I don't even think I sent you that showed you that photo. It's just churned up from mm. where they're walking. Is that the one you posted on uh, Instagram? Yeah, yeah, you posted yeah. one on Instagram. Okay. I saw. Yeah, that was it. And I and and I realized here it is five o'clock in the afternoon. I, we're not seeing anything at five o'clock. And suddenly you've got you know he's he's just come out and worked all his scrapes going back to his bedding area. And there were trees that were all raked and and rubbed. But couple that with what happened the very last night, where I'm way back in the thick stuff, and there are deer beds and deer moving. So I think do it all over again. I would probably would have hit really thick cover like really. i guess it's hard to say i mean we we definitely found fresh sign yep. i mean we, everywhere everywhere we hunted so we hunted what one two three three spots yep. in three days and uh every single place had fresh rubs freshly peed in scrapes mm-hmm. which is i mean we got some of it on video the videos will be coming out here in the next couple of weeks on the on the youtube cha- tethered youtube channel that you're watching right now but um i mean talking like fresh pee in the scrape yeah. that was there less than 12 hours. And I'm like, holy crap, we got to hunt here. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they were moving until dark. I mean, mm-hmm. the the two afternoons that we hunted, three afternoons, we saw deer just at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, like right at night. Yeah. Mean, Ten minutes before legal shooting light was over. Last night we had five come through right at dark. I mean – yeah. Well, 85 degree temps don't really help that yeah. either. I yeah, mean, but yesterday was cooler. I it mean, was. the high it was, was like 72 windy. or 73. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, I saw deer that morning. I did too. I saw two, yeah. I and saw you two saw deer. two. We saw four. And you saw four. So, I mean, the cool. I think the moment that, that, that cool, cool. Uh, Cold front. Yeah, it came through. I think that, that definitely helped get them up and moving. But. It's just not what I was expecting. It's not. This was it's not. this was typical for the. I mean, you don't live far from here. You you live here, and I live here. So, this is typically how my hunts go mm-hmm. in in this part of Georgia. But I was expecting better here, yeah. just because of the way you know the the that circumstances around. <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> that. A little bit of that, but some of it was once you started hyping it, I started looking into it, and I was like, oh yeah, this actually should be freaking awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think give it a few few more years where it kind of dies down and like everybody hits the other WMAs surrounding it. I think it will. I think it's just the first year everybody's trying to feel it out and get it and see what's up. And, and it's also close proximity. It is quality hunting 
per, re, relative to what's in Northeast Florida, like the Jacksonville area. So I think you're always going to have yeah. a lot of Jacksonville dudes that in 40 minutes after work can fly up and do an afternoon hunt. Because that was the part that really blew my mind is oh, Wednesday yeah. and Thursdays, which typically are dead periods. Still busy. Oh, my gosh, dude. And it was yeah, unreal. Which, which made it difficult to scout in some aspects because you're thinking Thursday afternoon you should be able to go out in the woods and scout, and there's already trucks parked in their spots and dudes waiting to go in. It was cool, though. It was a fun hunt. Oh, absolutely. Beautiful place. Yeah, just not what I was expecting. Yeah. That's, that's the point. Um, I didn't get one down, but you two guys, and, and I still haven't heard the story because it was so late. You said it's yeah. an awesome story, so. Yeah, so – <laughs> I'm, I'm hunting this spot Saturday evening that I had a doe and a button buck come like right by and they went back into this little pine thicket and I'm sitting there I haven't seen Jack the wind is just swirling in fact there were several times I told Derek I was like man I just get down I'm not gonna see anything and but you're there it's the last yeah. hunt if it was like a Thursday of this hunt I probably would have got down and scouted but I'm sticking it out, and off in the distance, I see this doe just come screaming across these 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 fire lanes that have been cut. And she comes screaming back by, and here comes a, 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 a deer behind him. I'm freaking out. So I grunt really aggressively because they're about 150 yards out. And something looks down the fire break, and I'm trying to scramble it from my binoculars out of the bag. Something looks down the fire break, puts his nose down, and goes mm. off. And I'm thinking, okay, that's the end of it because they're also due de- I mean, dead downwind of me th- this entire time. And about 10 minutes later, out pops the button buck I'd seen before, 40 yards in front of me, and starts feeding on, on water, uh, water, uh, ac- water oak acorns. And out pops the nanny that I saw before. Comes right out behind her. I'm thinking, okay, cool. If they work off this direction, I'll get a shot. She comes right downwind of me, stands perfectly broadside at 20 yards. And I shot her. She runs straight down that fire break like a scalded dog. And at last, at the very end of it, you see her jut off into the into the pines. And I kind of feel like it was windy, but I was pretty confident I had heard like a thrashing in the bush. Fast forward like 15 minutes, here comes Derek down the trail. And I'm teaching him because he's never done blood tracking yeah. before. And it, the blood was intermittent, but it, when it was there, it was, it was there. really, really good. And it yeah. was all bright red, uh, red and it, you know, it was bubbly. It was definitely, you know, lung shot. So we're doing our thing, we're doing our thing. And at one point she starts, you know dropping off both sides, which is just a great sign. But then all of a sudden it does like this U- U-turn. and I'm, yeah, it I'm, starts backtracking. Yeah, and we what? can't find the blood. And Derek's like, well, Derek makes an awesome observation. This one stick, the blood was on this side, so you knew what direction she was going. Mm-hmm. So we were able to make this loop, and I'm starting to make bigger and bigger loops after last mm-hmm. blood, like you do when you're trying to figure out what direction yeah, you they start went. start grid searching. Yeah. yeah, and what has happened is this oak tree has fallen down <laughs> and revealed its root base, and then this other oak tree has fallen on top of it but continued to grow. So you've got this ridiculous yeah. stem count right here. I mean, it's just amazing. It's like a little bunker. And all of a sudden you hear, whoosh, 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 like something thrashing on, in the bushes. On one side of the tree, yeah. Yeah, and I went, Derek, did you hear that? He goes, yeah. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. You hear it again. And, and I was like, dude, it sounds like a deer. <laughs> Is that her deer in the bush trying to get away? And at this point I'm trying to reconcile because I know I double-lunged her. The blood said I double-lunged her. You don't run 100 and plus yards if it's a spine shot. So why is she struggling to get out of the bush? It just doesn't make any sense. Get down on her hands and knees, and we see white. And we're like, holy crap, she's down in this little bunker, and she's moving. And we're like, what in the world? So it sounds so, like she's getting out of yeah, the other so, side. So, so I double back. I was like, well, I'm going to double back around on the other side of the tree because we couldn't see. We could barely make out something. Something was moving. And uh, I was like, well, But you me... could see white. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, like, a, like a patch back. this big. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, literally that big. I was like, let, let me double back. So I double backed around. 
And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> your deer. And then I was like, What's moving? Armadillo. <laughs> the, the deer had landed on the armadillo's hole, and the armadillo's trying no, to get out yeah, of the yeah. hole. That's the only reason we, I mean, we probably would have grid searched and eventually, you know, search. But we found that deer because that armadillo is trying to get out of his front door, and there's a dead deer laying on it. <laughs> That's it was good. unreal, dude. Because I was panicking. I'm like, dude, this deer's still suffering. I don't have anything to like dispatch this yeah. animal with. You know, I'm gonna have and to. And you get... can see the animal shaking. Oh yeah, which is weird. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's and it's thick. Like I would have to like work my way to get back there. So I'm gonna get kicked in the face, and yeah, I'm, I'm not about on, that. And you'd have to get on your belly. Yeah, it was there. unreal, dude. It was unreal. But that was the thrashing that I heard when she went down. She was forcing her way back into that bedded area. It was all bedded down. It was all matted down. That's where they went and bedded the morning before, I'm convinced, and that's where they came out of, and I think that that little button buck was just frisky, and they started playing with each other, and that's what the, the motion that I saw, because as they come out of the right of that bedding, that's the lane that I was looking down. It makes sense. It was unreal. Never had that happen before. An armadillo that helped you track. Blood track and armadillo. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that has to be the podcast. Blood right? track the blood tracking armadillo. right there. It was... Yeah, it was all. It was yeah, I couldn't believe it. We fist pumped and like wooed and every, I mean, it was just like, like what are the odds? What are the odds? <laughs> that? No, that's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't realize this until afterwards, but this was your first bow kill. It was first to everything for me. I, I get, when I was walking back by myself, I was like, I was talking to myself like, this is like the first bow kill, my first tree stand kill, my first public land slash WMA kill. I was like, what like what other first? Is this pig first pig first pig kill. Yeah. So. First was, tree stand kill, so you've never hunted out of a tree stand? Well, oh, no, I have hunted out of a tree stand. I've been hunting out of a tree stand for the past two years. Yeah. Okay. Um, but previous, how like, brief background, I grew up with my dad. We on private land box blind hunting, yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. still hunting on the box blind. I never had any, and that was a hope and a prayer coming out. I never had any like experience of like, okay, like break down the deer, break down where, mm -hmm. where it goes. That's what Walter's been. Yeah, figure out the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, Walter's been teaching me for the past three years, four years. So it's been. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun yeah. way to hunt. It's, it's man, I love it. It's challenging. Like, it is challenging. I love it, especially when you guys get one down where y'all got one down because y'all <laughs> were back there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you hear people say, you hear, you hear, you hear public <laughs> land hunters, and I'm probably guilty of this too. So I don't want to act like I'm not, but you hear public land hunters say. Man, that thing was five miles from the truck. I had to hoof it through three swamps, three mountains. These guys were legit five over miles. two miles from the nearest access point. On sandy roads. Yeah. It, it was not yeah. fun. No. no. And if it wasn't for you and your bike, dude, we would have died. E-bikes. They're no... expensive, but you don't. Christmas. So <laughs> I, we have to that thing I'll show some. I'll see if I can cut some pictures in here. If not, check out the videos of the hunt because we'll have that in there. Yeah. But Walt was using like – he was using my wife's cruiser bike. <laughs> like my wife has a cruiser, like a granny style, like yeah. apple basket on the front. Bring, bring, bring. Kind of cruiser e bike, but it worked. It did. It was, Saved our butts, dude. It, it took us almost an hour to walk the distance that we did to get to my doe. When you called me that uh, Thursday morning, you got here. We were where we where I shot my doe. It took us almost an hour to get back to the truck. Yeah. It took us a solid forty two minutes. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's it was it and was, we were huffing it and we, we were huffing we were, it. It was yeah. two miles, you yeah. know, like GPS point to GPS point, yep. two miles, and yeah, I mean, it was back there. They they freaking earned it. Last yeah. night would have been a long, long night without an e-bike. Oh, oh it, yeah, we would not be doing. This. Honestly, <laughs> if I hadn't had e-bikes, I probably wouldn't have shot that doe. Frankly, because as far as that was, I would have wanted to have taken my, like, western pack and quartered that doe that out. That would have been the only yeah. way. 
Well, I, yeah. yeah. Well, if, if me and you were doing it, we would have yeah. corded out, put on, put on, on my XO, and we would have. Yeah, definitely. That, that's the day. only way to do it. Yeah. If you were that far I away. I mean, no meat bags, just bloody. Just yep, go just throw it in there. I wish we'd have gotten some video of it last night. We didn't, but um, but we, that that's the story. So I took my Baku bike and uh, and pulled in a jet sled, mm-hmm. and we loaded up the dough and the two pigs, and yanked them out of there with the on a jet sled and a Baku bike. I yeah. mean. And and the battery was dead, so he didn't make it yeah. the whole way back. But I started with like forty percent battery, I think, and then it didn't it didn't make it with a giant load. Yeah. But still, <laughs> e bikes, man, you guys should get e bikes if you hunt somewhere where they're legal, and save up your money, man. Yeah. Don't buy a brand new fifteen hundred dollar bow this year and get an e bike because oh, yeah. they are money. Yeah, when when you can use them, they are money. Ten minutes to get back there. Yeah. Yeah, ten minutes and, compared and, to an hour. I think if you think about like, and it's what everybody has a, something they try and address every year. This year for me, everything was being efficient with my like my filming setup. Does everything is it compatible? Are the bases compatible? Can I put it on my clip? All that stuff. When I think about e bikes, I think about just how more efficient you become as a hunter because I have to fight sweat. I sweat hard. Yeah. When you when I took that bike back in there the morning of, I'm in my my thinnest of layers. I'm completely dry. I climb the tree. My shirt's completely dry. I'm able to put my sweater on immediately. Like the whole component, especially if you live in the deep south, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, low country, I genuinely believe it alters and improves how efficient you become mm-hmm. in every in every other component of what you're doing. Completely I mean, it's unreal. Agree. It's Completely unreal. Agree. But I, I, I want to throw it to him real quick. He picked out that spot. Nice. I told I told him we we scouted that spot. He liked it on a map. We scouted it, and I said, "No, no. Why don't you come hunt the far side of this island that I'm hunting?" And so he went all the way down there, surveyed with it. Him. Yeah, with me, surveyed it, and went. This isn't for me. It, it, Trusted his instinct. It everything about it. My whole like literally, my whole body was like, "Don't do this. Like, don't, don't, do not set up here." And Why? I don't know. I don't. It's just. It was like a gut feeling. I. I can't really. That's something was I really a sign there. Uh, little sign. There, uh, oaks were dropping. There was there was a little bit of deer oaks tracks. were dropping everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. yeah. But it, it was it was like this doesn't seem right. And plus, the, the biggest factor was the wind. The wind was just swirling, and I hit it, and like the wind would, would go right back over to Walter. And I was like, I can't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I can like actually do that. I know you said it, it wouldn't have meant anything. Yeah. I think it would have. I'm just, it just didn't feel right. So I yeah. walked all the way back and uh, picked out, a, or you picked out that pine tree. You're like, mm-hmm. Derek, you could probably sit up in that pine tree. I was like, yeah, that's a really good spot for that. You know? So I was walking back and I was like, okay, Derek, I like literally having a conversation with myself. I don't know if I was going crazy. I was like, <laughs> do you want to set up and hunt for deer and probably not see anything all day? Or do you want to set up for hog and probably see something come through and take, and take your odds? I was like, well, obviously the hog. <laughs> I was like, you know, like if I'm if I want to see something, I want to see some hogs come through. So that's what I did. Hogs are up, fun too, man. Posted up on I that. like hog hunting. And uh, I was I was telling uh, John John right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was telling John and Walter. I was like, I was so loud going up that tree. I, I, did, <laughs> I did not care. I it just I, I was so checked out. That's what happens when you have tree stands. Yeah, They're just big and heavy, and you're banging. It's just super well, super well, loud. Well, yeah. Well, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Plug. I like it. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. But uh, I'm usually not loud, but this time I was like, whatever, sound, sound. I, I do not care. I'm, like, doing everything, getting it up. I'm up. I'm talking I'm talking to my mom the whole time. I'm talking to my wife the whole time. I'm just not paying attention. Next thing I know, I hear just something's moving out of the marsh, and it's like, like, moving out. I was like, oh, 
Like, Let me get at you. <laughs> it's on, baby. Yeah, so I see, I see the Sal and the uh, Juvie come out, or her. Yeah, Juvie's fine. Juvie, okay. Yeah, whatever. Little pig, little pig, come out. Brown, you know, brown and brown and black, come out, and then there's pretty like, coloring, by the way. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. I like those patchwork. It was really pigs. cool, and they just started feeding on acorns, just, just chewing yeah. up acorns, just chewing them up. So Walter knows this. There, so I didn't have. I had a shot on, but they're moving too quick. The big sow comes behind this huge oak tree, and there's like this tiny little pine. It's about that big around, and it's right in front of my eyes. And I'm standing up. I have the bow in hand, and I just kind of do that number. Where were they? they right in front of you? Oh, no. They were off They were off on my weak side. They were off on your weak side, which would to have been right. to your to right. To my right. So I put I put my uh, my tether. Yep. Your tether, tether. Yep, yeah, yep. my tether over onto my, onto my side, and I turn around. And as I do this number, the pine tree moves. Tether, and, you're, you're talking for your safety harness, yeah, right? Safety yeah, safety harness, yeah. Because you were hunting out of a tree stand, yeah, right? You didn't yeah. use a spare no, saddle. No, no, I didn't. Okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't. That's what I thought. I uh, so as I move to the right, there's this oak. It's behind an oak tree, but the oak tree does this. Okay. A perfect V. And and I ranged it at like 22, 21 yards as it's on the edge. It's like border lining on the, uh, on the marsh edge. All of a sudden, the, uh, the pig comes around the other side and back in this quartering way, perfectly in the V. And I was like. It's meant to be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke <laughs> here, and then just I, I sent the arrow. It took my time. It went right in the middle of the V. Shot it. was perfect, by Dude. the way. Oh my god, Cordial, shot was perfect. I thought I had gut because like the blood was dark. Yeah, and I smelled it, and it smelled like there was some stomach matter. on Yeah, there. that's yeah. because she was quartering away pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean so, you exited it perfect. Was, it was perfect. Yeah, I mean you had a good. Yeah. You got lungs. So it was. Uh, yeah, that was. Oh my god, I, mean, I don't have dreams about that. But it was just <laughs> quartered back right through the V just dropped right in and just ran off. The craziest thing was there was absolutely no blood. Everybody, all you, Walt, everybody's like, look for blood, look for blood. And I was like, there, there's no blood. <laughs> there, there's literally no blood. So I just started walking the road. I was like, if anything, this, if anything, this hog's going to take the least Well, the you least had resistance. seen where she went, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. just took off down. Yeah. She took off to my right and just went around the, went around the bend. And I lost her. I couldn't see her. Um I heard I heard a crash somewhere in Palmetto's. I was like, okay, so she's in Palmetto's somewhere. Yeah. Not too far away. So as I'm the same thing with your armadillo. I'm walking up, I'm just walking the road, looking at the uh, Palmetto's to my left, to my right, and I'm still walking this road about sixty yards down. This thing moves into Palmetto's and just shoots off into the marsh. I was like, Whoa, what was that? And then I look over and there's the dead sow. I was like, What? <laughs> Are you serious right now? So it's I just, a great feeling. I just drag her out. And then the next thing I know, here comes the, the juvie, just circling her. Just circling her. And obviously we know the end. Yeah. That was, yeah. Hey, man, don't feel bad about that. I, I know I know it was rough, yeah. but you got to – these things are a freaking nuisance. The yeah. DNRs all over the country are begging hunters to kill them. Kill, yeah. kill, kill. Shoot them all. It was just uh, – it was just – it was hard for me because I like yep. – me, me and John were talking like, – I like to do it the most, like cleanest, ethically, for for as a human possible. And sure. I I I felt so bad. I didn't take my time on on the shot on the juvie. I was super quick about everything. I didn't check mm-hmm. everything. I didn't run through my through my motions like I did on the sow. Yeah. The sow. I took my time. Let her come into the V and sent it. But with this, I took my time. Spined it, and it was just. Yep. Yep. So then I was like, okay, cool. Come back. Shot it. <laughs> shot it in the head. <laughs> And it's still like not even doing anything. I was like, "What is going on?" And then obviously I had to, like got the knife out and just ended it. It happens. I had it to does. do. I was telling John, but, it, but just to hear it though, like just as I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. It was just it was it was different. I had um, the exact same scenario happen to me on Fort Stewart. I shot a pig about the same exact size as you. After I had shot the sow mm-hmm. and I shot the smaller one, and I did exactly the same thing. I spined it, and it couldn't use its back legs. Yeah, that's exactly. And it, and it was uh, it was like pulling itself around yep, with yep. its front legs, and it was making a lot of racket. And I did exactly what you did. I got down and I had to cut its throat. That thing charged me. It bit my boot. Like it was a serious. Mm-hmm. Like it wanted to live, and yeah. I felt terrible. Yeah, but it know, is what it is. It happens, you know. Yeah. It's a. It's not like hunting is this pretty thing no. where people where no. critters just die. No, and, and I mean, here that pig is going to die. It's going to get eaten by an exactly. alligator. I mean, it's going to yep. have a terrible death no matter right what yep. way it goes. Right. So, yep. definitely not saying you know don't worry about how you kill things. We yeah. should strive yes. for the most ethical shots possible. But yeah, it was, don't beat yourself up. Yeah, yeah. the, the it, life it lesson life lesson for yeah. that is always run through your emotions. That yeah. one I just like. I, I didn't even like check. I didn't. I didn't run through my mental capacity of, of shooting. What's your mental? What's your what's your checklist that you my go che- through? I, it's a few. So first is uh, uh, is is form and position on on my head, and then the do this, you what do you have a do you have a script that you yes, go through in your head? Yes. So uh, so form. Then I run through my pin placement to make sure it's good. Gimbal. And then fire. You mean the level. level? Sorry, level. Yeah, yeah, level yeah. and not gamble. Level and then just don't, because I have I, I use the trigger. You yep. use the thumb release. Yep. Yep. Don't don't pull the trigger. Just use your use your back arm. Yep. Um, and that's my motion. Nice. Sometimes it lasts five seconds. Sometimes mm-hmm. it lasts seven seconds. Sometimes it, there's. The <laughs> 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 I like it. But uh, there, as far as time goes, there's really no time for me. It's just whatever feels right. Pull, 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 pull. Boom. Yeah. I, it, there were a lot of life lessons out of that evening for Derek, and and that's why I told him it was like it's a learning experience. These things are going to happen. You learn not to rush the shot if you're not comfortable with it. You don't take the shot. He also learned the effects of adrenaline because we're we're walking back and he's like, "I'm never going to sleep tonight, man. I'm never going to sleep." Tonight. I was like, "Yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll crash a little yeah, bit." We get in the car. And he goes, <laughs> "He goes, oh my god, that bed sounds amazing." <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a late night. It I mean, was. It was that was a lot of work. You guys put in work. I mean, I had the easy part. All I had to do was drive out there and drive a bike. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't have to do much work. You guys still had to clean it and yeah. and deal with all yeah, that. I had to take nonsense. 100 yards back to the road. That was, man, that, that's how I Yeah, you looked, when we passed you on the bike going in there, you looked a little spent. I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had, what, that's 60 pounds? You, you were like, pounds on my you were like, hey, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you look, when I get you Walter look knows tired. when I get tired, I like mumble. I, I do not enunciate yeah. or anything. You must have been I'm, tired. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. See, that's the thing about hunting in the southeast, man. It's hot. It's the rut, and I'm 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 the biggest complainer there is when mm-hmm. it comes to heat and bugs. And man, it was hot. It was buggy. We had to run the thermocell every, and I still got chewed up. Yeah. No seams. Mosquitoes oddly weren't that bad for no. me, but the no seams were just no, killing me. Yeah, sand gnats, whatever you want to call them. Um, that's that's hunting in the south. It is. And it the is. other thing that I like to whine about that is um, very true here, and kind of what to your point earlier is. There's nothing to narrow down the deer yes. movement. That that's one of the things about hunting in the Midwest that makes it much easier is you you can you, know, you can funnel the deer's movement based on ag and terrain features and yep. stuff. Like, you just don't have any of that here. It's just I think I made the comment the other day like you find this beautiful oak flat that's dropping acorns and you're like oh my gosh well look a hundred yards over there there's another one just like it. Yep. It's like which one is it? You just you just have to cover so much ground to 
be in the deer. And and I think that I think that's where cell cameras might change this area. I, I, I think we talked about this. If you had a fleet of cell cameras, I think they, they alternate between their bedding areas so frequently and there's so many of them. I think having that like live intel, I don't know that it really gives you an advantage like a lot of the cell cell cam haters would like to think. You know, you get a photo, you go and kill the deer. But I definitely think it would help you like isolate where their patterns and are. And eliminate ground. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the difficult that's the difficult thing in the southeast, the, the like the coastal, especially like the coastal southeast. It's it's all the same. I, t- I talked all to John Eberhart, and he was like, "I'd find the highest stem count I can." I'm like, "Okay, that's everywhere. <laughs> like, it's all high stem count. Like, yeah. what are you going to do?" And he he's like, "You know, you need to find those subtleties and and try and and see if you can and find a pattern." But it's just different, man. It's just it different is. down here. They are they are where you find them. You yeah, know, people say that about elk when you're out out west yeah. hunting elk, and you're trying to figure out. Because in some ways it's it's the same idea there because it's just mountain after mountain after mountain after ridge after ridge after ridge yep. and it's like okay where are well, then they say well the elk are where you find them mm-hmm. and yep. it's kind of like that here in the southeast is where everything is just homogenous terrain it's just oak flat after yeah. oak flat after swamp after oak flat after swamp and it's how do you narrow it down well you, I I haven't figured it out yeah. I've been in Georgia since twenty. See, the Army moved us here in 2016. I think my first my first hunting season in Georgia might have been 2016. And I haven't been all that successful here, to be honest. I mean, sure, if, I, if my goal was to shoot a doe or a young buck, mm-hmm. sure. But finding and killing mature deer in Georgia, I have not done that well at it. And granted, I haven't hunted them that hard in the beginning because of work and everything, but it's tough here. Yeah, it, it is, is it tough is. hunting. It I is. I would put southeast coastal Georgia against any other place in the country. Come on down, see if see if you can do it. <laughs> it, it well, you, it and, can be done. And you know what's funny is invite people who are big buck killers in the in the Midwest and other places if they want to come down. None of them will take the offer. No. None of them. And and granted, some of that's to do with the fact that they're not going to take time away from their big buck hunting. Yeah. But you know, in Florida, you got a January rut. You know, your seasons and everywhere else in the Midwest is gone. And I invite a lot of people. I've only had one person be like, huh, I might take that up, you know. But it's it's just – it's a different animal, man. It's just yeah. hard hunting. Yeah. It is. And I'm not even coming at it from a place of, like, I'm better than other people Shoot, because no. I hunt this harder tra- – I want to move. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying to move to Tennessee yeah. and get out of here because it's just hard. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and you'll have – I'm gonna have Georgia people and South Georgia people get mad at me. Hey, I grew up in Florida, in mm-hmm. Northeast Flo- or Northwest Florida, in Pensacola, and then I've been hunting here for the last five years. I mean, I paid my dues in the South, so I earned the right to say, "Screw this place." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. So it, it, when you've hunted in the Midwest and then you come back here and you're like, "Wait a minute," so I've got to deal with bite, all manner of biting critter critters. Yes. I've got. Flying critters, I've got slithering critters, I've got swimming critters that all want to eat me. Yep, yep. And then I've got to deal with these high temperatures. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I'm dealing with very, very little trophy potential as far as rack size. Yep. You're dealing with very small deer. You know, a, a three-year-old deer buck might be, you know, 160 pounds. I mean, yep. they're just not that big of critters. And you're talking about dealing with the terrain and the heat. It's like, screw this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go somewhere where it's easier. Yeah. You know, where terrain it's, flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know. I, I'm a hater. I'm a hater on, on the Southeast hunting. I am, too. Um, I am. Yeah. I, I just am. It's just not that great. Yep. And I know I'm going to catch flack for it, but I don't really care because it's I've, I've hunted here for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it sucks compared to other places in the country. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to live here, 
I mean, obviously you do it. But yeah. It just, oh, yeah. It's just hard. Put yeah, you're, you're not going to not hunt just because the right. hunting's tough here. Yeah. I think I think I could see Derek and I coming back and doing this type of hunt every so often because yeah. it, there's like a, a degree of nostalgia for us having grown up in this area. This is kind of like home. Um, yeah, it feels, it, it feels like I'm at home. Yeah, yeah it does. It doesn't yeah, feel it does. like I'm on a trip. No, it, it feels like I'm in Savannah. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same. It, but I think it's also one of those where it's – if you ever were to luck into one of those, and it would be a lot of luck. <laughs> if you ever were to luck into one of those, that would just be like the creme de la creme on your mm-hmm. season. I, I genuinely believe if I were to have shot a 100-inch deer this trip, I could have gone to like Missouri and shot a 150, and I bet you I would be talking more about that 100-inch <laughs> deer. I could be wrong. I've never held a 150, but <laughs> I, I just, you know. Well, and there are killers here in Georgia that yeah. know how to get it done. Yeah, yeah I, was on, I was on Facebook yesterday and scrolling through my Facebook feed, like, not paying attention. There's like, dead buck, dead buck, dead buck. Yeah. <laughs> Cedar Creek, you know, <laughs> so other other WMAs I'm throwing out there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was opening firearm season, so they were, they were reaching out and touching, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just me. I'm just a terrible hunter. I mean, that's – it's obvious that it's the South, and it's I, I suck at it, so I need to go somewhere easier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to keep you guys. I know we got to wrap yeah. things up. It's after it's after our our heart. They're gonna be banging stop, on the door. So right. We're gonna have to go. All right, man. We could keep going though. We could. We could. That's, these in person podcasts are the best. They really are. Mm-hmm. It's They're the amazing. best way to do it. Yeah. You guys need to tell us. We didn't do this at the front. Who are you? I'm Derek Varnum. Uh, live grew up down here and everything. Live up in Cumming, Georgia. So. There you go. And then everybody knows Walt. Yeah. Walt from Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. Check it out. <laughs> and I'm John Gibbs. I'm the videographer, editor for Tethered Nation. Yep. Along with Jared and Dylan. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Fleet. I guess that's it. That's it. I guess we have to end it there. It was like a really <laughs> abrupt ending. <laughs> Hard stop. That's what happens when you have a crappy host. Oh, no. He doesn't do very well. Okay, uh, I guess that's it, and we'll end it there, and yeah. we'll catch you guys next time. Make sure you're uh, subscribed to Chasing Tales Outdoors, both the podcast, the Instagram, all that stuff. Walt is building up the uh, the channel. Him and Chase are doing a lot of good video content on their YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening to this via a podcast, you know, make sure you jump on, subscribe to the Tethered Nation YouTube feed. We're putting out videos every single week. I know Walt's doing the same thing on Chasing Tales Outdoors feed. Um, John Gibbs Creative on yes, Instagram. Sir. Subscribe to him. He's putting out cool stuff. I'll do that right now. Heck yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> we got to pack up, get out of this hotel room, yeah. and get hit the road because we are already past checkout. Let's do it. And they're going to get mad at us. So catch you guys next time. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.